Hey guys, Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you for tuning in this time. And every time I say tune in, I think, how crazy is that? Because this isn't the radio. You didn't tune in to something. You just clicked a button and, and now you're listening. But thank you for clicking in and listening to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. This week, we have the famous Lars from Nice Job on the podcast today. And I'm not going to get to him just yet. So Lars, just, just sit there, continue to look pretty, just be comfortable in your log cabin that's there behind you with all the, the mooses outside of the, you know, Lars is up in Canada where there's, there's meese everywhere and it's just awesome. But, uh, but before we get to that, I want to ask you guys to do me a couple favors. First off, just check out all my other channels. You know, we got the YouTube channel, Journey of a New Entrepreneur. We got the, the podcast, which you're probably listening to right now. There's the Facebook group. And if you could do me a huge solid, <clears throat> as I cough in your ear, uh, go on to iTunes and give me a little five-star review and let people know what you think of this podcast. If it's not a five-star review, I don't want you to go tell people what you think of this podcast, all right? So anyway, that leads me to our guest, Lars. Now, Lars, we're not going to like just jump right into like some of the stuff he does, but I know this guy because he, uh, I actually use his software to help me get Google reviews. And, uh, and it does a very, really good job. But Lars, I've noticed you run a business that understands the importance of reviews, but you haven't reviewed my podcast, man. What's going on with that? It's because you haven't invited me until now onto the podcast. I've just been so <laughs> hurt all this time. Okay. But now it's all going to change. You know, now that I'm here, okay. I'm, I'm definitely going to review this episode. Well, you've got to. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, well, we'll, we'll wait till the end and we'll see how I do. And then we'll decide whether or not it gets five stars. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I've got to stop opening my podcast like this because I'm probably going to look too stinking desperate, but I have got a few great ones lately. Uh, probably on the next recording, I might re read a couple of them just to share. Uh, but for those of you that have done it, thank you so much. It, uh, it's fun for me. I, you know, every three or four days I'll go log in and look at them and, and uh, it just it just makes me feel loved, man. So so thanks for that, Lars. You're here. We've been talking about this for a long time. We did a Facebook Live video with Kurt Kempton a few weeks ago that was really awesome because I was down here in sunny Orlando, Florida, at Universal Studios with like a roller coaster behind me. You're up there in Canada. There was snow everywhere. There was like moose fights going on outside your window and, and crazy stuff like that. Uh, is it still snowing there? Like like how are things now? The igloos have began to melt in Canada. Um, okay. The snow is, is pretty much gone. Um, yeah, it's actually quite nice here. We're, we're, we're losing the snow and we're entering bug season. So, yeah, one thing goes, the other thing comes. I believe that you had an unfair advantage last time we did this. Uh, you were at an amusement park. Yes. Which just, it, it didn't seem fair because we were <laughs> slaving away hard at work and you looked like you were having way too much fun. Oh, I was. So, and yeah. what, what the camera didn't show is like, I, I honestly, I performed really well because I was a few drinks in. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had my friends were out of town and I was like, all right, Bob, you got to you got to hold this together and, and do this video. But it, it was actually a lot of fun. So th that was a blast. And that's when I said, dude, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Uh, not uh, I do use your service and love it. But in the spirit of journey of a new entrepreneur, what I really want to talk about right now is more like you. Uh, your journey, because you've built some pretty impressive stuff up to this point. Um, you're not the, we'll say the typical uh, guest that I have, at least I don't think you are. I don't believe you've ever owned a service business. And that's what a lot of the guys that, that are on here 
what, what their past and their experiences. So I'm really excited to kind of dig in, find out about what you've done, um, how much you absolutely love the software business because there's no problems in it and it's just super easy compared to everything else and all that good stuff, I'm sure, right? Uh, and, uh, and that's that. So, but give us like the quick overview. Give us the, the, the 90 second, here's who I am. Uh, I've actually owned two service businesses. Oh, um, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, well, a little known fact. Um, the first one, I had a garbage pickup service when okay. I was 16 years old. Um, I drove around and I picked up the neighbor's garbage in a truck and I had a business card that said 10 years of dependability because I'd proudly been collecting garbage since I was six. Okay. Not, that's cool. not in a truck, but I figured, you know, you, you got to go with the, uh, yeah, the history you had. Uh, so that was my first <laughs> service business. I had that for two years and then I sold it. Uh, and then when I was, um, I think about maybe 18, 19, I had a, a short stint as a window cleaner as well for about Ooh, about a year or so um and then i sold that and and then i got into the online stuff okay uh, so i had, I had a, no idea a little bit of a stint there yeah yeah that's cool yeah. But, but you you were in it long enough to know i'm going to get into the online stuff so i, I like a guy that knows his thing knows oh i i spend a couple of years walking the streets and banging on doors and sending postcards and and going through the the struggles of uh, you know a typical service business owner, mm. and then a lot of years going through those same struggles as a different kind of service business owner, because even though we do software, we're still a service business, and we have remarkably a lot of the exact same struggles that you know that you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think the first time you and I met, uh, I think, pretty sure it was you I was talking on the phone because I signed up with you guys. Uh, almost two years ago. And, um, I think you were the one that gave me my consultation on the phone. Did you do that as recent as two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago was kind of my transitioning period. So I've been off the phone mostly for the last two years, but likely about two years ago, I spent a lot of time on the phone. Okay. I still spend a lot of time on the phone, but just different types of calls now. So yeah. after my, my, um, I don't know if you want the full history, but no, keep going. The, yeah. yeah. So after the, the brief stint with the service industry, I started a, an ad agency in Toronto with, uh, with two friends. And we had no idea what we were doing when we started things. And we learned by being thrown into the fire. Um, and somehow we, we managed to, to land some clients fast. And it, it was pretty exciting. You know, we, we went from you know, three guys who happened to know how to you know, write a few lines of code and draw a pretty picture to doing all the advertising for some pretty major blue chip companies. Um, so that was kind of our, our first foray into digital marketing. Nice. About eight years of that, uh, that we ran that. And how was, long ago was that? Like, cause you were like an I, I, early adopter is not really the, the right term, but like you were, you were doing that before it was cool, right? Yeah, that, that was really early. So that was uh, 98 to 2006. Oh, wow. Yeah, because like in 98, holy cow. Um, that actually blows my mind that there was kind of a market for that because I remember, I remember in 98 when like you'd see a TV commercial and people started putting like, you know, FordMotors.com or something. You're like, what the? 
why would they put their website on a commercial? That who who goes to the internet? I re, I remember yeah. thinking that the interweb. What's yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was super early days. I don't know if you remember those dancing Samsung cell phones with the arms and legs that like danced on top of AOL.com. Um, no, I don't remember that. Anyways, that's what we did. We did those little animated. Uh, banner ads that were on the top of you know and we did the dancing cell phone for Samsung that was that was work came out of our studio um, but yeah that was that was the old days of the internet AOL yeah and, well uh, AOL like, was the internet as far as I I mean as all of us kind of thought at the time so that's oh my god we are so boring like the the young guys right now I think but oh yeah yeah. yeah, but you know what? We don't like you, young guys. So you just stop listening. We don't. We don't need you. We got. We got classic rock, and which unfortunately is the stuff I grew up with. Now um, I'm a little depressed to say, but but we don't need your new fancy schmancy technology. We we got AOL and dancing cell phones. So. My team's going to be shuddering when they watch this because our entire team. I, I think the old, oldest member of our team in the office is about 28. Oh wow. Uh, so the the entire team will be you know this is a yeah so they're they're gonna they're gonna rib me for for knowing what AOL is pretty soon. So so now where's Connor? Where's he rank? Is he like the oldest or is he in the middle there? I'm not sure how Connor old Connor is. I think Connor's about twenty six. Twenty six. I hung out with him and uh, Zoe a little bit up in uh, Pennsylvania a couple months ago. Had a good time. Oh, they're great, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. It was funny. I was I was helping my friend Kurt. Well, you know, we just talked about oh, Kurt. Yeah. I was helping him work a booth, his booth, and then your booth was right next to it. And I had mentioned something to um uh I was talking to a guy that was at our booth and then he's talking to Connor over there and Connor said, Well, ask Bobby what he thinks about our, our platform and I said and I was like stuck and I'm like, I'm in the responsibid booth and responsibid, you know, and I go, nice job's like my second favorite piece of software. And then I looked at, <laughs> I looked at Connor. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Mean. Connor goes, that's oh, all right. You're our second favorite customer. <laughs> uh, that's a good so, response. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really good. But we, we had a good time. But Connor, I've been upset about that ever since. And I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> anyway but yeah. no so so you did that for a while and now did you jump straight from that to where you, what you're doing currently or was there some like middle ground no, there? there were some some big transitions and this is we were chatting about this earlier bobby that you know every every company um it, it takes grit and you have failures mm -hmm. and uh that's certainly happened with us you know we had this we we put our blood sweat and tears into this ad agency uh countless hours you, you know how it is when you're starting a new business from scratch and you've got the learning curve plus you're trying to bring a product to market plus you're dealing with customers plus you're pounding the pavement for new sales we spent so much time and effort working on it and then 2008 hit and oh, um, uh, you know the the uh, the economy just crashed on us mm -hmm. and uh, even we, for you Canadians huh Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we were, you know, steps away from a great exit plan. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, the whole thing came crashing down. And uh, in, in that moment, you, you kind of feel like, you know, almost like giving up a little bit, you yeah. know, when you spent that many years building something. And it really took a lot to sit down and have to start again from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, 
T- talk about that for a minute. So you, you said your steps from an exit plan. So I'm going to assume that, uh, that that exit was probably going to be lucrative for you. And so here you are, you've built this, built this thing. You, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to go buy my Island or, or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, talk about that for a minute. I mean, was that crushing or did you have like a extremely positive outlook on it? Or you, I know you mentioned you wanted to, to maybe quit at that point. Walk us through that. Yeah, I I think that, um, it was crushing, but in a different way, it was more crushing seeing something that you'd built being gone Mm -hmm. rather than the financial crush. Um, you know, for me, I've like my, me and my wife, we spend, uh, most of our time over the last 10 years, we've lived in other countries doing volunteer work hmm. uh, while running these businesses. So it, it wasn't really a financial thing. It was the, the taking your heart out of you because you'd put so much into it. It's and, your baby. Yeah. So yeah you, you made it, it like you made this thing and it just starts to get a personality. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. And that was the crushing thing. Um, hmm. You know, losing something you put so much heart into. Um, but then, you know, it also opened up new doors because the reason for the exit plan in the first place was uh, a disillusionment with marketing, a marketing in general. Uh, it was all about who had the most money. It wasn't about who did the best work. Hmm. And, and to me, that was, that was so disillusioning because, it, you know, all these companies that did amazing work were getting squashed by companies that did horrible work just because they had a bigger ad budget and a better ad agency. So I wanted to do something different. So we, we took everything we'd learned from that experience and started a franchise called windowcleaning.com. Okay. So, yeah, you, you probably heard of no. windowcleaning.com. It got quite big quite fast. Uh, we went from zero to servicing 900 locations in about three years. So, you know, I know that much. And for those of you listening to the audio, I'm just holding my fingers up saying about you know, half an inch. I know about that much about, about windowcleaning.com. I'd, I've heard about it before, but, uh, was it like a, it, it like wasn't a franchise, but it was, was it a licensing thing or, or talk about that a little bit? Cause I, I'm actually very yeah. intrigued. So this was the burgeoning days of software as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, platforms were starting to come out. Salesforce had just, you know, was starting to make big inroads. This whole thing of, you know, um, paying a monthly fee and getting a tremendous amount of value of it was becoming an accepted practice. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at franchises and what franchises provided and what they charged for what they provided. Um, And the system seemed very skewed because, uh, you know, they, they didn't provide much more than what good software could do in so many ways for the company outside of a reputable brand uh, for the case of some franchises. Um, and the pricing and the royalties that were being charged were just tremendous. They were through the roof. So the idea was, why don't we do a reputation-oriented business, entirely oriented around top-rated pros in every locality under a single brand with a software-as-a-service pricing model, and we'll give them all their marketing, we'll give them all their advertising, we'll do it all under one single flat rate, no royalties, and they just claim an area, but they're accountable because we'll only choose companies that adhere to a specific standard of excellence. Hmm. Uh, so it, it was quite fun. It was, it was all about the way marketing should be. It was rewarding companies that did great work, 
and it was choosing the best companies in every locality. Are you uh, still, do you still have that company now or did you sell it? I sold it. So, so yeah, nice. still, still up and running. Uh, now Mark Palmer's taking care of windowcleaning.com. Um, but I sold out of that a little while back because as we progressed on that windowcleaning.com journey, which ha- had its share of challenges as well, uh, trying to, trying to, uh, turn a, a, an entire model upside down is, is a big psychological battle for, for sales. Yeah. Um, but as we went along the way with that, we discovered, you know, Hey, reputation marketing, this is what works. You know, word of mouth has always been the best way to build a business, mm-hmm. but now we can do word of mouth online and we can automate word of mouth online. So we can help cust- companies that do amazing work, get the reputation they really deserve, uh, through software through, you know, yeah. automated tools. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what, I actually, I want to get into what you're doing now, unless you have, unless you've got a lot more to talk about between then and now, um, which is your current platform. But before I do, uh, before I get into that, just something kind of weird and off the, off the cuff here, but you know, I, I watch you or I listen to your story that you're telling and it's like, ah, I, I did this. And when I was six, I was doing this business and then I'm doing this when I'm 18 and I'm doing that and doing this. And it's like, uh, my podcast is called journey of a new entrepreneur. And I, I don't even know if like how, how much of an entrepreneur I really am <laughs> to be honest with you. Cause it's like, I just kind of did this one thing just cause my back was against the wall and I had to, but when I talk to guys like you or actually about, 40 minutes before you and I started recording, I was, I was on a call with uh, Josh Latimer. We were recording something uh, for his podcast and I talked to you guys and I'm like, it's so intriguing. And it's like, I want to be like you so much. <laughs> I just really do. But I don't know that I have all that. There, there's just something that there's like an intangible when you see these guys that have done these things. And I've kind of caught the bug. And I think maybe, you know, some people are born that way. Sounds like you were. Um, I think I'm. Uh, you know, I didn't get the birthmark, but maybe I'm getting the tattoo, if you will. I don't even know if that makes sense, but it makes sense in my mind. If but, that was off the cuff, that's a great illustration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, that, that's actually, that's really fascinating. And, uh, but let's do this. I want to talk about what you're doing now. And before you start, uh, for all my listeners, uh, if you guys have probably started seeing a theme, I've had some people on the show lately that uh, that offer services, and the the reason for it, you know, early on into the podcast, uh, I was really just trying. Some of it, I was just really just trying to have a a thing that I could talk to, and just like I, it was a bucket list thing, and I just wanted to do a podcast, so I was just talking into a microphone, and I've got a little bit of a following now. And I've also had a little bit of success in my own business as well. And now I've like got these things that have been very profitable for me. And, and I'm being specific, like with cash, you know, like things that have made me a lot of money and I, I do want to share them with you guys. And I also don't want to share them with you guys. And the part of me that doesn't, it's like, it's kind of the selfish part. You know, it's the guy that says, ah, I want to get everything I can. Because if I share what you're doing, Lars, right now with the world, well, my competitors can use it and then they can start getting a good reputation. So part of me is like, ah, I don't want to tell anyone. Same thing with bid and stuff like that and Sinjim. But, but on the flip side, there's plenty of work out there for all of us. And frankly, what's the saying? Uh, a rising tide 
raises all ships or something like that. I don't know. You get the point. You know, I, I forget the exact way you say that. So I know that when even my competitors, when they're doing better, what that does is make my market stronger and allows all of us to charge more because we're doing better jobs and, and stuff like that. So that being said, um, I'm really excited to talk about what you're doing now because your uh, your platform is one of the foundational parts of our business. Um, one thing that we do when you're talking about reputation and reputation management and stuff, uh, one of the things that we make a big, big priority in our company is not just reviews in general, but for us, it's specifically Google reviews because we know the value you know of those things. But uh, your platform helps people get them in on many, many different platforms for reviews. Uh, and it's just been huge for us. We've got far more reviews than any of our competitors in our market. When I signed up for your service at the huge convention in New Orleans in 2017, I think we had about 18 reviews, which was already really good. It was almost more than anyone in my market. Today, it's April uh, 2019. We have almost 290 Google, just Google, just Google reviews. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys are a big part of that, you know, so you still got to work hard for it. You can't just get Lars's service and turn it on. But if you do the right things, his platform is going to multiply. It's kind of inject a little bit of steroids into that, that thing. So that's, that's a plug. And, and you know what? Uh, I don't get paid for that. I actually, I'm going to put an affiliate link because I have an affiliate link in the show notes here, but that's just a heartfelt, plug for for what you do Lars and for my listeners here so guys if you want to build your business if you want to um, increase your online credibility you need to listen to what this guy's going to share about his current company here so Lars tell us about nice job thanks Bobby that was that was a great intro Um, and you know what you you know what you said there about you you don't want to share the secret well you you are sharing the secret but the the hesitancy Um, we are a platform that rewards companies that do exceptional work. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. If, if you're getting rewarded through nice job, yes, we're doing our job, but you're doing yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's the, the magic bullet starts with you, with you, the service company. Uh, we firmly believe that companies that truly care for their customers will get, you know, or, or deserve, to win. Um, The problem in the current marketplace is that they haven't always won. And we're here to facilitate that they do to make sure that companies do great, that do great work, do get the reputation they deserve. Uh, So we're here for companies like, like yours. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One thing I love about your business, you guys can serve the really, really big Goliath companies out there. And you probably, I think you do as a matter of fact, on some of them, but I think your bread and butter is um, our companies like mine. Like you're, you're. Uh, am I wrong? Is, is like kind of a part of your mission is like to help the the smaller, locally owned guys like us that just can't necessarily spin. That's that entirely our mission. Things. Yeah, we we have several large multi seat companies, enterprise level companies, um, but a hundred percent of our. Uh, marketing, sales, development, engineering, roadmap is all oriented towards companies like yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is what we're out there to do is to help companies like you. You mentioned Google reviews. It, the power of Google reviews is insane right now. So 
I'll throw this one out to see, see, see how well you know your, your Google reviews, Bobby. All right. How many percent of customers do you think read your reviews before purchasing your service? Okay, this is anecdotal, but I'm going to say based off of my, because I still, am, I'm in the sales process. I'm, I'm probably going to ruin your, steal your thunder here because I'm going to say a really high percentage. I'm going to say like Go for 85% it. or more, you know, between 85 and 90% to be honest with you, because almost everyone I go run a sales appointment with, when I start to brag about our Google reviews, almost every one of them interrupts me and says, ah, already read them. Yep. So, uh, millennials, 18 to 34 year olds, 95%. 95. Wow. 95. So nine and a half out of every 10 people <laughs> and, and the crew, and I don't know what the other half is doing. Well, um, I'm going to tell you the, <laughs> yeah, well, the older people, I'm sure you know those stats. They're doing it too though. Uh, like 80, it drops to 86%, which is still phenomenal. Still you know, a lot. Eight, eight and a half people, you, you yeah. know, so 34 and up is 86%. 18 to 34 is 95%. Mm -hmm. Insane. So, what that means is even when someone hears about you from word of mouth, let's say, you know, some guy uh, hears from their buddy that, you know, Bobby's service is the best. TRT is just awesome. Um, what does he do? He still Googles it. Yep. You know, every time. Even when he gets it from word of mouth. So we get guys who say, you know, our business survives off word of mouth. That's awesome. Your business does. But you know what they're doing after they're told about it? They're, they're Googling you. And yep. then they're reading the reviews and then they're, they're clicking to buy, to purchase, pick up the phone. Um, so reviews have become the Holy grail of everything of marketing of sales. Well, I've read and heard before. Uh, I've heard it in many, many sources. I've read it online that people, you, you know, the general person trusts online reviews more than they do their friends referrals. And the first time I heard that I, it kind of, I was like, eh, I don't know about that, but you think about it for just half a second. It's like, well, I do because if my friend tells me this carpet cleaner is amazing or this whatever is amazing, this restaurant's amazing, they may have just had a good experience, you know, because even like bad comp, any company that just keeps its door open, if they're terrible, they're going to have a good day occasionally. But if I can go online and look at and see that they have, you know, 50, 100, 300 reviews and they've got a four star or better. I have a lot of confidence now that it wasn't one person that I know had a good experience. It was a lot of people have used them and almost all of them are saying these guys are great. So there's, yep. I mean, I know I don't need to preach to you. I'm, I'm like, I'm not preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm preaching to the Pope when I'm saying, <laughs> when I'm saying this to you, but it's like so much the truth with my business. And, uh, I don't know that this is a good segue into bringing this up, but Lars, I closed, I, I got to remember the exact amount, but it was, $4,300. Now I do pressure washing and window cleaning residentially. So a $4,300 job. Actually, I think it was the biggest residential job I've ever sold. We did it this past Monday. So I sold it, uh, you know, the week before and I didn't even meet the guy. He found us online, saw our reviews, called us, asked us for a quote. I drove out there immediately. Um, did, I just happened to be in that area. As a matter of fact, my admin called me and, um, he wasn't there put the, put the quote together with response to bid, as a matter of fact, you know, a partner of yours. And, um, and he, he's texted me, texted, is that how you said it? He sent me a text and said, I want to do this, 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 and this pretty much everything that I quoted. It was a 42, $4,300 job when it was done. And 
why? Because you can trust me because 280 people have went online and said, these guys are awesome. Yep. Yeah. 91% of millennials trust a, a review as much as a personal recommendation from a friend, you know, nine mm-hmm. out of 10 of them and 88% of people above that. It's, it's incredible the power that a few words can have. Mm-hmm. You think about that in the context, you know, word of mouth advertising um, is amazing, mm-hmm. but has a certain scalability limitation. You know, you tell yep. your friend, you know, you say, you know, Bobby Walker's the best. Great. That's a one-to-one interaction. Um, but when we get that review online, we've got a one-to-many relationship. And it's not a one-to-ten or a one-to-fifty or a one-to-hundred. It's a one-to-everyone who lives in your community, everyone who lives in your service area. It's like your, your favorite customer just went and knocked on the door of every single person that could be a potential customer in your service area and said, Bobby is the best. Yeah. Yeah. All through leaving a review. Yep. And it's there forever. Talk about automation. I mean, it's like the, it's the ultimate of automation. It's, it's put out there. It's there forever. And if you have, if your website's up for 10 years, you could have a, a million, 2 million, 3 million people go see your website. And if you have 10 reviews, you can multiply the value of that review by the number of people that, that have looked for your service online. You know, absolutely. It's it's huge. And you know, I, I don't even, my company right now, um, we don't even rank that well online, you know, like, because we're in a pretty competitive market. I don't even have like the most amazing, uh, uh, we'll call it SEO, you know, as far as where I rank but I get a lot, a lot, a lot of people, as soon as they see the reviews, as soon as they can look in the maps or something like that and see, see all those numbers, I get a lot of calls and uh, it's huge. It's the easiest and cheapest way I think to make a lot of money online. Oh, for ROI for marketing spend by far. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And actually I'll jump back to that SEO thing in a a second, but I wanted to mention because you, you said there about how, you know, you keep aggregating these and they're there forever, which is absolutely true but we have seen an interesting trend. So as companies get more reviews, the bar for what's acceptable to build trust gets higher. Hmm. So a few years ago, you know, if a custom company had five or 10 reviews, you trust them. Um, but now we're being conditioned to, to feel like more is needed before they hit that trust bracket. Yeah. Uh, so the most recent stats is that companies with less than 40 reviews doesn't qualify to hit that kind of trust bracket. You, you're still like, Oh, well, I yeah, believe 20, that you know, I'm a little, yeah. Um, if you have 10 reviews, I nine of those are your, your mom, your, your dad, your cousins, your uncles, and your best friend. You know, if you, if you got five, 10 reviews, I see that. And I just think, Oh, okay. You do. You did what I did. You, you, you created your listing and you asked a few friends to give you a review early on, you know, cause you didn't do I, that. Did you Bobby? Oh. <laughs> you know, I did. And, and you know what? I was, yeah. <laughs> it was like 10, you know, I had like 10 reviews, you know, or something, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I was young. It was dark and I needed the money, man. Come on, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that one go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and even recency. So, you know, um, reviews that are recent carry a ton more weight. So a, a recent stat showed mm-hmm. past three months, 85% of people start feeling like the review is no longer as relevant or trustworthy. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that whole mentality that, hey, I can get 100 reviews and just sit on it. 
that no longer is really a thing. Yeah. People want recent, uh, they want more reviews. So we got to keep working on it. It's not like something you can just, you know, build up, sit on and forget. And, and review engines and platforms are catching on to this. Like Google has began uh, devaluating reviews that are older than certain time periods. Really? So that uh, even though they, they, they still display, they don't count for as much in their algorithms. Hmm. So, you know, recency is really important with reviews. Interesting. I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had heard a little, um, I had heard that, but not from someone with authority like you, you know, on the subject. And that's one thing that keeps me going. I've had some people, I've had some friends before say, man, you need to stop getting so many cause it's like, it's not looking real, you know, anymore. And, and you need to stop. But my, my thought is if I just keep it going, because there's always going to be someone that's going to try to knock you off. And then I thought, what, what if Google starts dropping off reviews and stuff like that? I, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm, I'm back on the same level as, as everyone else. I want to take advantage of the lead, you know, that we've got. on. Yep. And you yeah. should do this move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other cool thing you mentioned about SEO and traffic, mm -hmm. th this is really cool. So if you look at a typical search results page on, um, let's say on a mobile device, that's where everyone does their search. Mm -hmm. uh, top three spots, you're going to get, you know, paid ads, you know, our typical AdWord spots. Then below that, we've got the snack pack or the local three pack, however you mm -hmm. want to call it. And it's got those listings with the, you know, company address and everything links back to maps. And then below that we have organic listings. And if you're in an area where Google's uh, local service ads are running, then there's going to be an extra ad somewhere in that mix yeah. there. So organic is now really position number seven or eight on the page. Mm -hmm. If you can rank number one on organic, but the top one, two, and three on organic are likely directories. So you're probably number four organic if you're killing it, if you spent mm -hmm. tons of money on SEO. So you, you've invested all this money and time and effort. And in reality, you're position number 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no one clicks on position number 12. But the local three-pack, which is front and center and has those big, beautiful, bold stars. Yep. With the 15, number right there. Yeah, yeah. That's right. 15.4% of that ranking is your reviews. And, and you know, 15.4% out of an algorithm of over a hundred factors is gigantic. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's absolutely huge. So, you know, if you want to get into that local three pack, you get more reviews than your competitor. I got and a question for you on that. I don't want yeah. to go too deep into it uh, just because I'll probably, my eyes will cross and I'll check out. But uh, so at that 15% of that, that listing being weighted on reviews, let's say you have the most reviews by one, You're, you know, the second place guy has one less review than you and you have the most reviews by a hundred. Is there weight in how many more reviews you have or is it just weighted on like the, who has the most, who has the second most, who has the third most? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, Google's algorithm is something that we try our best to decipher from afar. Um, so we can look at behavior based on, you know, what we can see happening, mm -hmm. but to know the intrinsic value of, you know, how much they weight the competitive, the advantage that you have compared to your next competitor uh, is, is something that I don't have a stat or, or know, but it would, it would, 
seem to be very commonsensical that they would build in a weighting system for the differential. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you are, you know, five times as good as the nearest competitor, you know, uh, I would be shocked if they didn't have that built into the algorithm that it's, you would think. That it's not a linear, but it's, you know, built into that differential yeah. between you and the competitor. That seems absolutely common sense. Hmm. All yeah. right. But, you know, amazing. You know, if you want to get that traffic, the lowest cost, easiest return on investment is start building up your reviews because then you can get into that local three pack and yep. that's where you're going to get the traffic through. And it's qualified traffic because they clicked you because they saw your star rating. Mm-hmm. Because the only difference on the three listings in the local three pack is that little star rating. So if they clicked you, it's because of your reviews. It's because of the reviews. And who doesn't? Like, if you're listening to this, like... I'll tell you what, I'm going to be hard pressed. If you're listening to this and you are the person that does not choose the company online because of the reviews, because I don't think you exist, I want you to email me, okay, or or message me on the Facebook page. And if you're that guy, I'll actually make a post that says, this person proved me wrong. Because I don't think there's anyone listening that when they go to search for something or shop for something online, you don't make the decisions based on the reviews. So, but I think we've established the fact that these things are really, really important. So let's talk about gaining them. Like I know kind of like what we do as a company on the, you know, like our, when I say our system, I'm not referring to the computer, the, the software system that, that we use is in, I cannot speak right now. I'm not referring to your system. Okay. I'm referring to our internal standard operational procedure that your system is a part of. So I know what we do to gain reviews, but share some of the best practices that you know, Lars, um, including your service and also, you know, some of the best practices you've heard from clients that, that add on to that. Yeah. I would love to plug our service, but honestly, the, the, the thing I would start off with the best, best, best practice is customer first start every decision with will my customer love this you know and that applies to every decision you make in your company this is a great example and i'll give kurt a huge shout out for this uh responsibid um so bobby you use responsibid for Mm -hmm. for your estimating and billing think about what will your customer love when they want to potentially use you to to provide their pressure washing Will they love waiting for hours or days before they can even figure out how much your service costs? No, not at all. Not at all. So they you want to know use right software now. that's actually providing an exceptional customer experience and you started a decision with, will my customer love this? Mm-hmm. And that leads to the eventual satisfaction of the customer. All these little things are going to lead to whether or not the customer is going to be a fan. You know, you show up on the job site. Uh, you think about how you dress, how you comport yourself with with the people on the job site, the little details that you do to make it special. You know, did you adhere strictly to what you're supposed to do, or did you do a little bit of something extra for that customer just because they're a great person and you wanted to help them out? Um, those are the things that's going to create an exceptional customer experience, and then you're not creating a customer, then you're creating a fan, an advocate. Um, and then everything else follows from that. Hmm. So that, that would be my number one. Start every decision with, will my customer love this? So let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. What about all the guys that say, man, I do great work and I, my customers love me, but people around here just don't want to leave reviews? Because I hear that. And it's people Ooh. that I genuinely believe do great work. 
So yeah, what's absolutely. Your response to that? So that moves us into the second step. Um, customer love alone without empowering that love to be shared is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, the, the, the human nature is the path of least resistance and they're going to tell you after you walk away, you were awesome. You did such a good job. I'm going to tell everyone. And then they don't tell anyone. They don't do it. And they um, want to, they have good intentions. It just doesn't happen. So you, you tell them, you're like, please leave me a review. I'm on Google. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> Not a chance. So you put it on the bottom of your invoice. You're like, here, here's my, here's my Google thing, you know, click mm-hmm. here, leave me your, doesn't work. You nope. even might even put it in a follow-up email. Yep. Works a little bit. A little bit better. Yeah. 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 So uh, take away the pain points for the customer and leaving a review. Um, what do the customers have in their pocket that makes it so easy to leave a review? You know, their, their mobile phone. Yep. So get the invite onto their cell phone. Um, so nice job obviously automates that process. You finish the job, snap a picture of the job using nice job, automatically gets sent along with the picture right to the customer's cell phone mm-hmm. in their pocket. You haven't even walked off the job site yet. They just finished telling you that they love their work and now their phone in their pocket just buzz and it says, Hey, would you leave Bobby a Walker a review? And there's a little picture of what you just did there. Yeah. And they click it. And it takes them to, you know, we, we automatically detect, are they logged into Google, Facebook? We decide the best site for them to leave the review on. We remove all the pain points. All they have to do is put in the star rating, write a yeah. comment, done. Um, so we make it so brutally easy for them that it, it's almost impossible for them not to do it. I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And one thing that is huge that you said, you just kind of said it in passing, is that you just got done talking to the customer and they get the notification on their phone while you're still on their property. And I talked to a lot because I've had a lot of people will say to me, Hey Bob, you know, I don't know. I just think you're in an easy area to get reviews. You just don't get them here. And I'm like, well, what do you do? You need to send it to them, do this, do that. And they're like, well, you know, we have a follow-up email the next day and it has a link in it. And I'm like, I used to do that. And I had 18 reviews back when I did that, which was good. I mean, you know, Maybe 10 of them were family members, but I still had 18 reviews. Be um, Walker. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that was a former life. Um, the, uh, but, but the point is, is I'll, I'll tell them, listen, you've got to do it right then. You know, you, you've talked to them and, and you already hit it on the head. People, they want to tell people about you. They genuinely liked you. But here's the fact. We all have lives. And, and you don't go around, your day today was not all about telling everyone about the awesome plumber from yesterday. He was awesome. His, his pants were pulled up the whole time. He was polite. He looked good. He did a great job. He was in and he was out. He was respectful. And you genuinely appreciated his service. But life is happening today. And you're not thinking about it. And you're not going to do it because uh, now you're laying in bed and you're just looking at Reddit. You don't really want to check emails or text messages. And you're, you know, you want to watch TV. You want to zone out. And then tomorrow you got, you're dealing with your boss and blah, 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 blah. So if you can capture, capture it right in the middle of the emotion, you just provided your service that they wanted or they wouldn't have had you out. You've impressed them. They're now happy. You saved them time. You made their house prettier. You made their home safer healthier whatever and now they're ready to do it you've got to act now you send them the text right away which is one of the things i love about your service is 
nice job integrates with basically everything I use, uh, like integrates with Syngym, it integrates with Jobber, it integrates with uh, uh, Responsibid. So we already have the customer's information in Responsibid. So when my technician, he asks for that review, he just pulls up your app, starts typing in like the first two or three letters uh, of the person's name. Everyone knows how like things auto populate, you know, online. So you, they type in, you know, M A R K and all of a sudden it brings up Mark Jones. They just like, they don't even select anything. They bring, brings them up, you hit send, boom, you're done. And if you want to add that extra step, you can just click one extra button to upload the photo that you took, upload the photo, hit send. And now it sends them the text. And the cool thing is this is I think the last time I checked, here I am talking. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but no, I'm, this is I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the last time I checked, and I'd like Lars to see what your uh, the the norm is. I think eighty percent of the reviews I get come from the text. Is that about norm for most of your clients, or? So that's actually a bit higher than norm. Um, so I'm, I might find, be wrong, but that's what I thought yeah. I remembered last time I looked. We find about fifty percent across the board. Okay. Um, so what happens, we, so we send out that first SMS, the text message right in their mm -hmm. pocket, moment of peak excitement, but you don't always get a review even at that moment of peak excitement. You know, some mm -hmm. people are just busy. Maybe the owner's not even on the job site, you know, maybe mm -hmm. they're in their office working and that came in then. Um, so you don't always get it on that first one, but then we also also monitor the review sites and this is really cool. And this is kind of, you know, probably the core piece of our technology. When the reviews come in from the review sites, we can identify which customer they actually belong to, which is yep. actually insanely difficult because, you know, <laughs> Bobby Walker on Google might actually be, you know, Nerf, Herd, Nerf Herder 69 or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, but we're able to match up the customer review coming in with the actual customer record which, you know, now you can identify who your real fans are. Yeah. And you've got that permanent insights into that in nice job, but also allows us to do automated reminders in a way that customers love. So starting the decision, will my customers love this? If we just sent automated follow-ups to everyone, that's a horrendous experience mm -hmm. because if they've already left your review, it's just annoying. Yeah. You know? yeah. Why are they asking me again? I already did this. So we, we send automated reminders, but only if they have not already left a review. Um, and we're able to accurately detect that. And then that's we get one of my favorite features, actually. Yeah. 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 Then you get about 50% of our reviews come from the automated follow-ups. So um, if you weren't doing the automated follow-ups, basically you get half as many reviews as you would have otherwise. Hmm which is a travesty, you know, you could be literally 50% of your review count less yeah. if you didn't well, you know, the automated follow-ups. I'm going to have to go look now and I'm curious, but I'm pretty sure I, th I think mine's around 80, but we do a couple of extra things. Like my, my technicians have a little extra script, uh, in asking. So maybe that's why ours is higher, but maybe that's just me having a bad memory. But, but one thing I do love is the fact that, um, cause I, I have software that can send, an email and I put a request in there. Like I mm -hmm. own the software. It's already in my business. I could do that, but I use that software for like my standard follow-up stuff, like to keep customers coming back. And then nice job does like that extra layer. But what's so cool about it is it will shut off. Just like you said, once someone leaves the review, if they don't do it on the text or they get the email, if they get an email and do it, then, um, you, um, uh, 
it shuts off and it doesn't keep bugging them. And it's kind of funny. What I was going to say a second ago is there's some people that leave reviews right when you do the job. And then I bet you 80% of the people that don't do it right when you do the job are doing it when they're laying in bed because we get a lot of notifications for Google reviews like at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, like people will be like, all right, you just got a new review. And it's because everyone's laying in bed and they're looking on their phone and they're getting through your email and then like, oh, yeah, we'll leave, leave these guys a review. So it's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. So. And when you snap those job site pictures, this is really cool. We, we feel that getting the review is just the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got this golden marketing nugget. Now, what are you going to do with it? So <laughs> when you take those job site pictures, or even if you don't, but it's better if you do, yeah. they get matched up automatically in the nice job platform with your review, creating a customer story. And then we take that customer story and we push it out to your social media pages. And when people come to your Facebook company page or your Twitter account or your LinkedIn page, what do they want to see? They want to see those reviews. Yeah. Reviews of your work Mm -hmm. and and pictures of of your work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we're basically automating all your social media marketing using content that your customers wrote. So we're letting you. And you don't even have to do it. That's the best. That's the best part. Like, just happens. I, it just happens. And it's so cool because like I have my business Facebook page and then I have mine. So I'll get notifications throughout to the day of my business page, just automatically posting reviews. And, and then you start seeing the likes that hit them and stuff like that, which is cool. I have, a, I have a, a couple of friends that have been like, I hate your Facebook page. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I get a notification and Bobby got another review, you know, they're just kind of like bitter <laughs> about it. And there's like, and then you go to the page and you just scroll and you scroll and you scroll and all you see is here's another great review from so-and-so and another and i'm just like i love the fact that, that is such a good problem yeah but you don't have to work on it that's right and then we take that same content those customer stories and this is something that, that everyone should be doing whether or not they're using nice job get your reviews and pictures of your work onto your company pages on facebook get them onto your website. Mm, I was just oh, about to mention many, your widget. Yeah. How many service industry websites we see where they're not featuring reviews front and center um, and, and picture real pictures of their work, not stock photography, show your customers what you're going to be, what you do, the quality mm-hmm. of your work, you know, be proud of it, show it off. Um, with nice job, obviously we make all that automatic. It just happens. Mm-hmm. You plug in the widget on your website and we show off your best reviews. Uh, and it, it really helps your conversion rate. Like how many of your visitors come to your website that become customers that buy your product that goes through the roof. As soon as you start introducing social proof onto your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's good. It, I don't know what else to say other than, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I love it. So, so Lars, listen, let's, let's do this. Give your pitch. You know, I mean, I know you're, I don't, you're not like a pitch man. I know you like to just let your, uh, your software kind of speak for itself, but tell the listeners, you know, what they need to do and why they need to, I think we've already told them why. I think we've already established why it helps you get more reviews online. It helps you get more authority online. You're going to close more jobs because of it. Uh, what can they do to find it and, and why do they need to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm like you said, Bobby, I'm, I'm not a sales person. I, I officially hate sales, but <laughs> you know, 
when it comes to something that really helps your company this much, I can talk pretty passionately about it because yeah. it does. It's a game changer when it comes to companies. So to get started, we do have a 14-day free trial, all the features completely included. And we do that because we want to let the software sell itself. You know, if you go on there and after 14 days and you actually use it for 14 days, if you're not winning after 14 days, then we're not doing our job. So get on there and use it for 14 days. Yep. Um, get those reviews. So that costs you nothing. You just go to get.nicejob.co, get.nicejob.co, mm -hmm. uh, click start free, and that's it. Just set up. It takes, what, two to three minutes to set up. It's all one click, you know, connect Facebook, connect Google. Mm -hmm. You're done. Yeah, super easy to set up. It's, it's like the whole process is like three minutes long. Yeah, absolutely. It's the easiest thing. Anyone can do this. Yeah. Um, and we have our team standing by. So you'll likely get a call very shortly after you do it from one of our teams saying, hey, how can we help? What can we do to give you a hand? And guys, uh, if Connor's the one that calls you, you need to tell him to be nice to Bobby from Journey of a New Entrepreneur. Just, just, just for the record. Yeah, <laughs> actually, when you're, when you're signing up, there, there's a little blue chat bubble when you when you just sign up. Click that bubble and say, "Hey, Bobby sent me." Um, okay. And that way, we can send a little love back to Bobby for this. So, oh, awesome. you know, click the click the blue chat bubble and say, "Hey, Bobby sent me here," and and we can make sure we give a big thank you to Bobby for that. But honestly, like if you want to be the number one rated pro in your area, this is a must do. Well, listen, Lars, I want to do one, a couple more things to brag on you. The first one I'm reaching here, hold tight, as I put my nose in the, the That's camera. really close, Bobby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. So did you know that your team sent this to me? Yep. Oh, you did? Okay, I didn't know you knew that. So for anyone listening, I got this cool canvas, and it says uh, 325 reviews in two years, which um, it's kind of outdated now. We're like, can you send me one with 385? I'm sending you a new review. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it needs to have like a, a, a LED light on there so they can just keep uh, taking. But anyway, it said 325 reviews in, in two years. Bobby Walker, and it said, you've come a long way from $11 an hour. Congrats on all your success. And never forget the hard work and drive that got you there. And I'll tell you what, when I got that, I mean, I did not tear up. Like no tears went down my cheek, but it was, it was one of those types of moments. It was very, um, very emotional. And, and some people may not know that story, but I was just impressed that you guys did because uh, before I started my career uh, in the security industry, which just kind of accidentally happened, I was making 11 bucks an hour as a forklift operator. And, um, and then just things just kind of happened and, and here we are today. But Lars, that was really cool. And thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Cause that just came out of the blue and, and uh, my, my son and my wife, we, we all thought that was pretty freaking awesome. So. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, yeah we, we love working with you. So, yeah. Well, yeah, what's, what's not to love, right? Am, you're am you're I right? handsome, charming. <laughs> you know, and I, one more thing, and then, and then we'll sign off on here. Uh, so at the huge convention in 2018, which was in Atlanta, you had a booth. Yeah, I, are you going to be there at the one coming up? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. I look forward to seeing you guys again. Um, so uh, at the huge convention in 2018, you know, I'm walking by your booth saying hi and everything. And you did a little video uh, interview of me saying, hey, tell me about this. And I'm like, oh, I had this many reviews and I have this many. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And you guys put it up on your Facebook page and uh, it got quite a bit of, of views. And some guy, I was wearing a Star Wars shirt. I'm walking around on a, on a convention floor and I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt and some jerk out there. And if you're, if you're listening, 
I'm coming for you, bro. But he was like, I'm not taking advice from anyone wearing a Star Wars shirt. And I'm like, and that's why your company sucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm petty, Lars. I'm petty and I'm vindictive. So don't cross me, man. Um, Lars, uh, how can people uh, see get dot, uh, get.nicejob.co? Yep. And then is there, uh, do people reach out to you? Do you want people to be able to reach out to you for stuff? Or uh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, well, you know, get .co for the free trial. If you want to just talk to somebody on our team, um, I can, I don't know. Are you, are you putting up anything on the screen here on the bottom? No, it won't be on the screen, but I'll put it down in the, in the notes. So you just tell us and I'll put just it in the notes. Go to, yeah, go to support.nicejob.co, one of the team. You might even get to ridicule Connor a little bit when you get when you get on there. No, don't right. be nice to Connor. He's don't awesome. be nice to Connor. He's not that. Don't awesome. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you could um, you could get on there. Support.nicejob.co. That that's a great way of getting in touch with us. And we also have a one eight hundred number. If you just want okay. to talk to us like real people, one eight 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 three three six nine zero eight two eight 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 three three six nine zero eight two. So any of those is is absolutely fine. Yeah. Great. Well, Lars, listen, I've had a blast. This has been awesome. Next time we do this, because we'll do it again in the future, I want to make sure that there's a, at least one moose or maybe, maybe a bunch of mooses out there, right? What, is, is that what you say when it's there's more than one moose, a bunch of mooses? Definitely meese. Me, see, point. when I hear meese, I think of like a m bunch of little mice running around like meese. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to call them mooses because that's what I do down here. But, uh, but listen, man. Nothing but love. I love what you're doing. Thank you for it. It's made a huge impact. Uh, th this is what's got to be cool for you, Lars, is you know if it's impacting people's businesses in a big way, you're impacting people's lives in a big way. And um, that's pretty cool. So props to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. Don't forget, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That's all I'm asking from you. That's all I want from you. And I hope you guys have a great day. Remember, if you're not doing what you want to do, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing what you want to do, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.